All right, this is a very special podcast. You know how I always say, hey, you've got a great show coming up. This is the one that I've meant for those last few weeks. Great show. Today, the podcast begins with my personal outreach to Barack Obama, uh, who I might have said is a giant coward. And you'll understand why uh, on today's podcast. Also, an hour with Bill O'Reilly, where we go over everything uh, and some good news today. Some people that are standing up against CRT. You don't want to miss a second of today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're talking to Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com, also the author of the Killing series, the best-selling uh, history series. I think ever uh, his latest is uh, killing the mob. He also uh, has tickets going on sale June 14th. Uh, he is doing the Trump tour. He is going to be doing a history tour with Donald Trump. You can find more about that at BillOReilly.com. Also, the breathing into the phone is a little disturbing, Bill. But um, uh, let me uh, let me <laughs> let me ask you. I, I want to go through. Can oh, I give sorry. you some breaking news? That I is just for your audience. This just came in ten seconds ago. In the first twenty minutes of presale on BillOReilly.com in Fort Lauderdale, three thousand tickets sold. In the first twenty minutes, it's unbelievable. And I thought this would yeah. happen. This is um, yeah. This go is going to be huge. All right. Um, let me talk. To, let me talk to you about a couple of uh, of other things. Uh, let's start with the economy, inflation, uh, the 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 price of things going up because truck drivers, uh, they can't get enough truck drivers. I mean, this economy is a mess. Um, this is the shipwreck for Joe Biden, and it won't fully kick in until October or November. So mm-hmm. what's going to happen is that the seed of doubt has been planted in most minds, all right, even if you were Biden supporters. There's a seed of doubt that this guy is competent. Now we're looking at higher prices, as you just mentioned, primarily for gasoline. But that translates into everything else because everything has to be transported by vehicles using gasoline so that you can expect your daily budget to increase. At the same time, the crazy spending that Biden has embraced is driving Mm -hmm. the dollar's value down. So not only are you going to pay more, the dollar is not going to be worth as much. When people figure that out, which again will be in October or November, they're going to be mad. And that's going to then compound with all the other chaos that we're seeing. And I think next year, if the Republicans don't blow it, and that's a huge if, because they're not exactly rocket <laughs> scientists there. Yeah. All right. They're going to they're going to have a good midterm. Tell me about Kamala Harris or Kamala oh. Harris and her 
tour. Oh, my gosh. I've never seen anything more awkward or embarrassing. And I remember Dan Quayle. (laughs) I remember I remember Joe Biden as vice president. Listen, I dubbed it on BillOReilly.com the befuddlement tour. So Mm -hmm. Kamala Harris, with all due respect to the office of the vice president, is not a problem solver. So everybody understands that. She is a politician who is crafty and has taken advantage of a lot of social situations to advance herself. That's the record that she has. So Joe Biden has screwed up the border beyond repair at this point simply by stopping a policy that worked, remain in Mexico. And it took Donald Trump three years to get that in place. Mm -hmm. And that'll be one of my questions to him. How come so long? Okay, but it worked. And we didn't have hundreds of thousands of foreign nationals streaming into the country Mm -hmm. for no reason whatsoever. None. Biden knocked that out. And what do we have? A record amount of migrants coming to the USA. So Biden knows that he screwed up or somebody told him that he did. She says, well, we'll <laughs> Kamala will fix it. Kamala will fix it. That's because he doesn't like her. And that all goes back to the debate when Kamala Harris called Joe Biden a racist. You'll remember that. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, but I Kamala, honestly, Bill, I think he actually was thinking also as well that She's the president. I mean, he makes that mistake well, all the time. I, don't I think know about any of that, but he gives her this because he knows <laughs> that this is one big pain in the butt. Now, Kamala also knows that. So Kamala says to herself in her passive aggressive way, I'm not going to the border. I'm not going to do anything, which that's exactly why she hasn't gone down there. Because if you were in charge of fixing a problem, the problem was at the border. What would the first thing you would do, Beck? Back. First thing uh, I would, uh, I'm sorry, ask the question again. If you were in charge of fixing a problem at the border, what was the first thing you'd do? I would go reverse everything that, you yeah, and I would reverse everything. Border. You go for yes, optics. Yes. You go for optics. Yes. You hold up a big sign in El Paso, please don't come here. That's what you do. But she's not going anywhere near the border. And by the way, she hasn't been to Europe either. Okay. (laughs) What a crazy interview that was. Right. This is what I mean by the befuddlement tour. So you got a president who screws up the border, hurting everybody, including the poor migrants. The only people helped by this policy are the drug cartels who smuggle the people. That's the only people that are helped. And he does this. And the media, of course, did report in the beginning. But now you don't hear about it. Okay. Then he says, Kamala, you fix it. And Kamala goes, uh, okay, but doesn't go there. Instead, Kamala goes to try to bribe uh, the Mexican president and the Guatemalan president with 861 million taxpayer dollars. Does anybody think that's going to get to the poor migrants, the poor people? Does anyone? If you do, I have one word for you. Haiti. Haiti. How many billions of dollars have gone into that country, and it's worse now than it's ever been? 
I mean, it is insane so Bill, how bad this is. Go ahead. If she, if she ever, God forbid, has to replace uh, Joe Biden because yes. he just checks out, how would she ever have any? I mean, what would that be like? I mean, now be even harder. the squad doesn't like her. Nobody likes her. No one likes her. No one likes her except the husband. He likes her. Okay, so if Kamala Harris takes over from Joe Biden, Jimmy Carter, that's what you're going to have. Somebody who's in there who doesn't know what to do, who can't solve any problems, who can't even answer direct questions. Lester Holt, okay, you going to the border? I've been to the border. Then Lester goes, no, you haven't. Well, I haven't been to Europe either. Is this sixth grade we're talking about? <laughs> uh, this is the vice president? Hey, I haven't been to New Zealand. Does that have anything to do with the border? No. <laughs> so what I'm trying to tell everybody is take ideology out of it. Please take party politics out of it. Are you happy with the governance that the United States of America is getting now? Is this what you really want? Simple man, simple question. I want to give you a couple of minutes here, about three minutes to uh, address two things. First, the psychiatrist who dreams of killing white people yes. speaking at the Yale School of Medicine. Uh, yeah. And then I want to hear uh, you know, an update on the book. Well, I've taken out an order of protection against that woman because I'm white. So, and I don't really want to be executed while uh, cutting the grass on my front lawn. So it's crazy. Th but this is now we are in the land of the absurd, are we not? So Liel, yeah. Harvard, Cornell, University of Chicago, whatever it may be, they feel comfortable inviting people on campus to talk about executing white people. <laughs> OK, you know, if Heinrich Himmler was still alive, maybe we get him. It's just way beyond anything that anybody ever thought possible even five years ago. And that's where we are. That's, that's where we are. There needs to be a backlash. There needs to be people standing up for their country. And there needs to be, say, enough. Uh, Bill, uh, you're right about nobody saw this one coming five years ago. I, I saw it coming about ten years ago. But um, let's hear about the... <laughs> Let's hear about the let's hear about uh, the latest on uh, uh, killing uh, the mob, the mob. OK, number one, I don't think there's any doubt that everyone listening to us today knows that Glenn Beck is perspicacious. Word of the day for Stu, perspicacious. perspicacious. So while you you knew that this was all going to happen, ordinary people like me, I knew it was bad. I didn't think it was going to be this bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Now, to get, your, to get away from all of the madness, you need to get Killing the Mob, the number one nonfiction best-selling book in the world, not just in the country, Beck, in the world. And then after you enjoy that, and give it to dad or granddad, for grandma, whatever it may be, then you buy the other nine Killing books. Now, the strategy <laughs> is, if you, if you don't like dad or granddad, if you give them yeah. the 10 killing books, it'll shut them up for four months. You're not going to have to hear from them because they'll be reading all the time. This is the strategy. If you do like dad and granddad, they'll be super 
excited to get these books. But if you don't like them, this negates them, neutralizes them. So it's a win all around, Ben. All right. <laughs> for the killings. Right. Your tickets... <laughs> <laughs> the tickets for the uh, Bill O'Reilly Donald Trump tour. By the way, History is it tour. Donald Trump Bill O'Reilly or yes. is it oh, he's Bill O'Reilly star. Donald? Okay, just, all right. I'm just driving Miss Daisy. I'm just the driver. Yeah, okay. The president is the <laughs> okay, star. All right. Okay, you got it. All right. The <laughs> tickets go on sale everywhere. Uh, yeah, Ticketmaster on Monday, BillOReilly.com now. Uh, tickets for Lauderdale, Orlando, Houston, Dallas. Beck will be in Dallas. It'll be tremendous. We'll have a, a uh, you'll learn a lot and we'll have a good time. <laughs> tremendous. He's already starting to sound like Donald Trump. Thank you very much, Bill O'Reilly. Uh, good to talk to you. Have a safe weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Always fun, Beck. Thank you. The best of the Glenn Beck program. This hour, I'm going to ask for your help on getting a letter to Congress, your congressman, your senator, that I think is really important. We'll talk about that coming up. I uh, I also want to uh, show you an, an amazing, amazing story. This comes from um, this comes from Carmel, New York, a woman who is just a just somebody who's never obviously stood up before in, in her school board meetings goes and stands up and has the hard goods. I want to play some of this. Uh, it's the whole thing is about 11 minutes, and I wish you, we had time to play the entirety of this because I think it's important um, to show you uh, how this woman is speaking up. She's really angry, so she she at times is right up to the line, but she came with the goods. The other thing I want you to hear is they don't turn off the mics of the school board. So you can hear them talk about her in the background. Listen. My name is Tatiana Ibrahim, and I'm here for the first time. I'm here tonight not only as a community member, but as a parent in this district. Recently, you sent out a survey wanting to know why parents were not voting yes for this budget. So my, my situation, my vote for no is a little different. I think the Board of Education and those sitting on the panels are thieves. I think they're liars and have committed treason against our children. My message to this district and the members of the Board of Ed, stop indoctrinating our children. Stop teaching our children to hate the police Stop teaching our children that if they don't agree with the LGBT community, that they're homophobic. You have no idea each child's life. You don't know what their family lifestyle consists of. You don't know the makeup of their, of, of their life. You have children like mine who is Muslim, and I'm Christian, and everyone would think they would never believe that of her, right? Because the way she looks, or according to Miss Cyrus, she's too pasty white. Ma'am, ma'am, excuse me, I'm up, up here. 
we're, uh, we're not allowed to we use names. If you have something you'd like to discuss about a specific person, you can call the superintendent or leave your info for her to call you tomorrow. Why are we not allowed to discuss names? Why am I not allowed when they purposely themselves expose themselves on social media talking about calling for the death of a former president or saying that any child that doesn't believe in Black Lives Matter should be canceled out? Is this what my tax dollars is paying for? You're teaching my children and other children that if they believe in God Almighty, they're part of a cult. These educators put their own names out there. We have Mr. Barry who took it upon himself with Miss Cyrus to create a curriculum. That should be it. Do you want the proof? I have the proof. You created a curriculum of Black Panther indoctrination. Ma'am. You use taxpayers' dollars. Can I ask you one more time? I, I, I have no issue hearing what you have to say, but. Why, are, why can we not let the public speak? Why can't we let the public know that you're teaching our children to go out and murder our police officers? Do you want the proof? I have the proof. Is that what scares you, the proof? That a parent actually standing up against all of you? Is that what scares you, to call out the names of these people? You work for me. I don't work for you. You have a duty. We are entrusting our children to you. We teach our children morals, values, when they grow up to commit crimes and end up in prison and kill a police officer. It's our fault? No, it's your fault. You're emotionally abusing our children and mentally abusing them. You're demoralizing them by teaching them communist values. This is still America, ma'am. And as long as I'm standing here on this good ground earth of God, I will fight. And I'm not, this is not the last of me you will see. Do you hear that? We should walk out. I have nothing else better to do. We can do it peacefully or we can take it to the highest courts because you know and I know I'm not the only parent fighting us all across America right now. Schools are trying to poison our children's minds, teaching them about things that they have no right to be taught in school. So So, normally, I'm just going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to just give you just a feedback for a moment. I have no problem having a peaceful discussion. This is not a peaceful discussion. No, that's your opinion. See, here we go again. This is peaceful. To me, this is peaceful. Well, I'm not burning, looting, and murdering. This is peaceful. I did not accuse you of that, but I I don't have a problem having a conversation with you, a peaceful conversation, which is this is not. $6.95 per child in the middle school to buy a curriculum from readtome.org that wasn't even approved by the, by the Board of Ed. The administrators took it upon themselves to buy these books with taxpayer dollars while COVID is going on. How many families are struggling to pay their mortgages? Listen, by all means, you want to teach kids these things, fine. Don't do it on my dollar. Don't infringe on my religious beliefs. Don't infringe. Do you know who makes up the majority of this district? Children from police officers' families. Blues. Back the blue children. Do you know what these children feel like when they come home? Have you spoken to them? No. You're silencing them. This whole cancel culture, you're silencing the children. Where are their rights? They have no rights. Because if they don't believe in the indoctrination, the demonic, twisted, sneaky, vile, 
acts and, 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 and education, if you call it that, that you're teaching our children, they don't agree with that. They're either homophobic, they're part of a cult, they, 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 they're racist. What, what's, what's racist? Who defines racist? Why? Because I'm, do you know what race I am? Do you? You don't. You don't even have a, a, an idea. I could be okay, black. Stop. I could be white. This woman is this woman is incredible. And one of the things that uh, you might have heard, one of the guys was like, we should just walk out. The school board is not listening. They don't care. They think that if you disagree with them, you're a radical that they don't need to hear your voice. You want to go on? Fine. We should walk out. If you think that is just an isolated, uh, uh, isolated incident, you're, you'd be wrong. Two Boston public school officials have resigned over texts they sent to each other disparaging white people from their local neighborhood. Apparently, some parents stood up and said, this isn't right. And uh, they one of the uh, one of the school board members wrote and said, I'm just so sick of the Westie whites. Hmm. Referring to the neighborhood of West Roxbury in Boston. It was uh, it was a meeting where they were going to eliminate the high standards of the school district. And that way, I guess, you could get minorities in. Why? Because minorities can't compete? That's not true. That's just not true. It's racist to say that. So uh, she said, wait until the white racists start yelling at us. Whatever. The other replied, they're all delusional. I hate Wes Roxbury. These people despise many of us, despise us. They'll tolerate, you know, the only time that they objected and later in that tape, you can find it on YouTube later, uh, three of the school board members, they object because she says, uh, you know, you work for me. I pay your salary. And immediately they go, wait, 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 no, you don't pay our salary. This is this is a voluntary position. So you're not paying. But you notice they didn't say anything while she was making outlandish charges. Why? Because that's exactly what they were doing. Let me give you this. An English teacher has resigned from top New Jersey prep school that is using critical race theory to create a hostile culture of conformity and fear, causing white and male students to believe that they are oppressors. Her name is Dana Stengel Plough. She accused the Dwight Inglewood School in Bergen County of forcing students and faculty to embrace a single set of beliefs, choking off free speech in the process. She said the school's ideology requires students to see themselves not as individuals, but as representatives of a group, forcing them to adopt the status of privilege or victimhood. As a result, students arrive in my classroom accepting the theory as fact. People born with less melanin in their skin are oppressors. People born born with more are the oppressed. Men are the oppressors, uh, the oppressors. Women are the oppressed and so on and so on. This is a hostile culture of conformity and fear. And she walked out. Now, let me give you another update. 
this is this is truly amazing. Nicole Solis, if you've been if you've been following what is happening in some of these schools, especially Loudoun County, Virginia, it's out of control, but it's happening everywhere in South Kingston, Rhode Island. The public school board there uh, has threatened to sue a mom, sue a mom. She was seeking uh, the records of critical race and gender curriculum. So she, what she's asking for is if anyone has anything that is being taught to my children in this school, please send it to me. Now, why did she have to do that? Because the school is hostile. The school knows what they're doing, and they know parents are against it, and so they will not release any of that. So she goes on a Facebook and or I mean, uh, it's actually a website, I think, legal insurrection. And she says, uh, can anybody help me with this? Anyone help me with this? Well, now they're starting to sue her. Now, here's the interesting thing. The the school district first just started to smear her, said that she was crazy. Um, uh, let me see what else exactly they said. Um, she was racist. She was identified at a public meeting uh, as uh, racist and part of a racist um, uh, activist group called Parents Defending Education. The Parents Defending Education, as far as I can tell, that is completely and outrageously false. There is no evidence that PDE was behind her requests or that that it's racist at all. So she was called a racist and part of a racist national organization. And it was all circulated through the mainstream local media and none of the reporters pushed back. Now, it's really interesting to find out how that came about. So. One of the uh, people that were behind all of this spoke at a school committee public meeting uh, and uh, she was she was temporarily leaving the uh, school board and uh, she said, I didn't write those. I didn't write that about this woman. I didn't. And I didn't accuse PDE of being racist. She said once they got the complaint they turned that complaint over to the public relations firm that was hired by the school committee at the recommendation of the committee's legal counsel. And so what they did is they sent out a flyer. They went to the local newspapers and they issued a statement that she was a racist. That's your PR firm that she's a racist and belongs to a racist organization. What is the average person supposed to do? What is the average person supposed to do? I'll tell you what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to stand up for people like this. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. Not to speak is to speak. Not to stand is to stand. We are going to so regret not standing 
And it's only going to get harder from here. You got to get to your school boards. You got to get to your schools and your teachers. Get CRT, this poison, out of our schools. And anybody who's for it needs to either be fired or you need to run for their position on school board. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. And we really want to thank you for listening. The American economy is in trouble. Uh, I believe we are going to, all of us, uh, be in for about a 40% haircut when they change the dollar to a digital dollar. It is coming. I just don't know when. Inflation is coming. I just don't know when. But we're printing more and more money. Fuel and wood skyrocketing. Most people's jobs won't keep up with inflation at some point. Food prices are rising fast. Taxes are going up. Whether you want to admit it or not, we are facing tough times. Please take some of the pressure off of yourself right now and prepare for what is coming. Right now, you have an opportunity to save $50 off of a full four-week supply of really good, calorie-rich meals that the whole family will love. My Patriot Supply makes it easy to stay prepared at all times, and everything ships fast and discreetly to your door. Everyone should have at least a four-week food supply on hand, and you can save $50 now on this supply. Please don't put it off any longer. Go to preparewithglenn.com, preparewithglenn.com. Katrina Pearson, she was a spokesperson for the 2016 uh, Trump campaign and senior advisor to the 2020 campaign. Uh, She is actually in Dallas this weekend. Uh, She travels a lot. She's going to be back in her own town uh, Saturday to speak at Turning Point's Young Women's Leadership Conference. If you haven't got your ticket yet, uh, you need to. It's a, a Young Women's Leadership Conference that really is really, really good with some top voices, including Katrina. If you don't have your tickets, go to tpusa.com right now. Katrina, how are you? I am doing amazing. Thank you so much for the intro. And I'm so excited to be back in my home state of Texas with thousands yeah. Yeah. of young women from across the country. So um, I want to talk to you about some of the news of, of the day, but tell me about the conference a little bit and what is uh, what you're covering, what others are covering. Who should come and why should they come? You know, I think any young woman who uh, is paying attention should come to this conference, mainly because, you know, some of the topics that you've been covering on your program and many others are so important for the future of young women in this country who believe in conservative values. Um, this particular conference is being put on by Turning Point. It's the second largest student gathering. Um, and, and I'm just so excited to be a part of it because these young women need to know that they're not alone. We cannot allow the media to silence our voices. We have to be strong. And people like myself and so many others are going to go and speak to these women. We're going to talk about the things that we experience and encourage them to continue forward. Because as we all know, uh, the media is not getting any better. Censorship is actually getting worse. And we're going to have to fight for our Mm -hmm. country, fight for the politicians who are actually going to make a difference. And that's what this weekend's going to be about. I tell you, the uh, women are being uh, maligned uh and just destroyed by the system when it comes to critical race theory they're the ones that are standing up usually it's the moms that are standing up in these school board meetings and they're just getting hammered to death and called all kinds of names and uh anything that gives 
women or men, anybody, courage to stand against things like critical race theory and to make sure that evil is completely wiped out of your community, I think is is critical because courage a is contagious but is required at this point it's not just required from us as individuals it is absolutely required for every single candidate that we elect moving forward and you know and as one of the original founders of the tea party movement right here in the state of texas i can tell you that there are more of us than there are of them, and we have to start showing up, whether it be at the school board, at the city council, all politics start local. I have been functioning at the national level with President Trump for six years, and it always comes back to local government. We have to be more active and engaged. Mm -hmm. That's where the left has always run circles around us, and now it's time to get back to the basics and engage in our normal civics. You know, it's amazing because uh, people have uh, recently said to me, well, Donald Trump, I mean, he was the one that closed the economy. It was responsible to close everything down until we knew what was going on. And he was talking about an Easter. The second thing was, uh, well, let's go till Easter. And he gave every state the right to open up. They were pressuring him to do some sort of dictatorial uh, uh, message and just take over companies and take over the states. He let the states decide. It has to be done locally. We, I think we've already lost to this 12-headed hydra in, uh, in Washington. And really, the only guy that I have seen that has the balls and the willingness to do it is Donald Trump. Everything else has to be done by us. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Donald Trump, he, he got out there and let the states decide. Because at the end of the day, Glenn, you're so right. Our state governments are the first line of defense for anything when it comes to the people. And right here in Texas, we lost three million jobs after these unconstitutional lockdowns under Governor Abbott of all people. When we look at Governor Ron DeSantis, who's actually fighting, and the first person that I've seen actually provides recourse, particularly against big tech, he's going the right direction. So it's incumbent upon us to put pressure on our politicians and our elected officials to do the right thing at the right time and not wait on polling, not wait on consultants, but to actually defend and protect the people's rights in this country. You know, it's amazing to me what they did to, to Donald Trump. And, you know, I was not for him, as I'm sure you know, uh, the the first time. But I watched him and I told the audience at the time, look, I want to be wrong. I don't think I am, but I'll be the first to admit it. Well, I was wrong uh, and uh, I did admit it. There is there is no going back for most, if not all of the corporate media they have sold their soul to uh, the devil. And you think it was just about hatred of Donald Trump. Yes, there was that. But I think there is a, a, a lot of uh, of really dirty business uh, going on as well. I mean, I think that's why I think that's why they shut down all talk of Wuhan, not only because Donald Trump said it, but also because there's a lot of money at the networks. Uh, that rely uh, that that comes from and they rely on from China. You know, there's been a lot of reporting on the connections between, uh, you know, the mainstream media and, and Chinese funding and, and the connections just in general. And I think you're right. And, and 
you don't even have to have researched this to understand that what they've done to this country using COVID as an excuse or a shield to their actions, they've tried to accumulate as much power as possible, the kind of power that this country does not allow the government to even have, but they used it and they exploited it. I mean, why else could you could you determine which businesses are essential when it comes to, mm-hmm. let's just say, restaurants, for example. Why is it that McDonald's and Pizza Hut and all these people could stay open, but these moms and pops couldn't keep their restaurants open as if they couldn't put little blue dots on the floors in their restaurants? I mean, these are the types of things that many people are finally waking up. You know, it's been my experience traveling all over this country that many people are waking up and asking themselves these questions. And we wouldn't even be talking about critical race theory as in-depth today if not for parents being forced to look at what their children were studying in school. So thank God we've had this window of opportunity to to peek in and see what's being taught to our children. And it is my prayer that more parents get involved at the local level to stop this nonsense out. So you have the press, for instance, not covering the dirty dealings of of Hunter Biden, covering for the laptop. Even now, they are still covering for him. The stuff on the laptop is so damning. It shows that he was trying to do business using his name to get sovereign funds of all of the allies uh, of America. Um, I mean, just dirty, dirty stuff. You have Hunter Biden addressing his white lawyer as the N word multiple times, and it's all there. Um, and yet they won't uh, print it. Do you think that we have we have uh, crossed the line or the threshold to where the media has so discredited itself that? Uh, the truth actually can get out without them? I do. And and I think that, you know, the media has crossed that line a couple of years ago, if I'm being honest. And and most people are just now coming to the conclusion that they cannot depend on the media. But the good news is there's alternative forms of media out there. And a lot of people are paying attention. Um, But I'll also say that they weren't just, you know, covering for Hunter Biden Um, They're actually suppressing the information. I mean, and these are things that, you know, we have to remind people, all of the things that Hunter Biden has done were all of the things that the media accused President Trump and his family of doing. Oh, I know. No one wants to talk about that. So this is just a whole field of projection. But we've passed that point for sure. I would I would go a step further. You said they weren't just uh, uh, covering. I, I, I think they. They were also giving disinformation. I mean, they're using Soviet tactics. They didn't just not report it. They reported that anyone who was reporting it was in league with Russia and this huge lie. It's uh, it's it's beyond uh, negligence. It's beyond just uh, being for one side and not the other. It, it, this is this is entering criminal uh contact in in my opinion katrina thank you so much for being on again if you want to uh hear from katrina and a bunch of other really great voices uh that um um uh geez that uh, uh turning point that turning point put together at the a young women's leadership conference you can get your tickets now at tpusa.com, tpusa.com. I tell you, I've been to several of their uh, of their events. And if you want to 
if you want to believe in your country and believe that we have a chance, just go just go watch some of the young people that are attending these conferences. They're smart. They're decent. They know who they are and they know who we are. And it'll give you a lot of hope. Tickets available TPUSA.com right now. Thank you so much, Katrina.